Welcome everybody to the episode 39 of the Strength Hammer Podcast, where we never skip a week. Don't look at last week. We never skip a week. It's never happened. Not once. Not, not once. Um, there's only been 39 weeks in the Earth's existence, so uh, yeah, we've never missed. We've been here through all of history. It's, it's right. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. There's some uh, flat Earth type uh, math we got going on here. So, <laughs> are you a flat Earther? Is that what I'm hearing here? Oh my God, no. Okay. Because I was gonna do the one-upmanship, where if someone gives you something so crazy, it's like that one is like. What was it? Uh, someone says like, "Oh, the moon landing was fake." You got you always have to one up them and go, ha, "You believe in the moon?" <laughs> that's that's the only way to win. <laughs> oh yeah, boy, that would that would actually probably just uh, the flat earther would stroke out at that. that would... <laughs> it's like the Earth is flat. Like you believe in the Earth? Pedestrian. Uh-huh. Pure head heads exploding everywhere. Good, that's fine with me. Uh, yeah, if you're a flat earther. Um, Real quick before you turn this episode off, uh, get fucked because you're stupid as shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got what else to say. Some conspiracies uh, Matt, are true. Matt, some are some are flat earthers. So, you know, they, not all conspiracy theories are made equal. Um, but a lot do come true. I'm gonna say that, <laughs> but not the flat Earth one. That's fake. Anyway, before we get too far off topic, uh, Neil, how have you been lately? And oh, I've been it, doing great. I would say if if you're not doing great, lie to me. I'm just uh, I'm amazing. Peachy keen. <laughs> Peachy keen. Uh, getting any uh, hobby in lately? Yes, I finished a whole 15 man unit of uh, Swordmasters, which actually took me way too long. Um, again, it's 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 always Total War three that that slows us down. But like, if I really just sat down, I probably could have knocked those things out in a night or two. <laughs> yeah. That, so here's. As, as someone who now has Total War 3 to join you in the escapades, so my good PC that can run those video games is upstairs, whereas my hobby desk recording stuff is all downstairs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I can't yeah. be distracted. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, I've been doing some hobby myself. I just finished a nice Sisters of Battle kill team, which was fun. A little distraction, a little palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. I got the golf rocker on my desk right now. I was doing a little work with him before uh, we started recording. Um, maybe like another day or two, I'll have him knocked out. And uh, obviously, event prep for the Terathi Classic. It's been renamed. Did, did you catch on to that? I, I didn't see the name. It's, it's I no, saw the picture. I didn't see the name. It's no longer the Terathi Invitational because it's been going for a couple years now. And the Terathi Classic just sounds... I don't know. I like it better. So, okay, it's still an invitational-only event. <laughs> it just appears more inclusive. It is, in fact, not. Yes, it's actually we've gotten less inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, um, but yeah, like a lot of event prep for that. I have, I have a whole gaming table full of prizes, uh, and I think I, I mentioned it to you, but for the audience's sake, so. Uh, while I am an East Coast person, uh, East Coast, Beast Coast, uh, I do, do still appreciate the, I guess, I, I, I'm going to coin it as the Midwest prize support mentality, where awards aren't attached to prizes. Prizes are random. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that's better. I don't, fighting 
fighting with your little toy soldiers to earn more toy soldiers, I think is silly. I'd rather yeah. fight for the award, like the piece of paper and the little plaque I put together. Um, but yeah. since it's also Christmas, since the since the classic is 17th, 18th of this month, I'm going to gift wrap them all. Neil, I know you said you had one that you're bringing. You're going to gift wrap as well. Uh, yeah. And everybody is getting a prize. Love it. Yep. Uh, so, some things are maybe cooler than others. And, and the intention of it, too, actually, is to encourage... Because I kind of I did get some stuff that I know like certain people would want. So the the thing is to help maybe like as an icebreaker to encourage people to talk and trade and just kind of like share. You know what I mean? Like that that's kind of the intent behind how I'm trying to do this one. I try to um, at your events. I try to make sure that I always win the biggest and best prize, which is always a return trip to that event. <laughs> and. Uh, there are two ways to do that. One's much more feasible for me, and so I will be doing my darndest uh, to achieve that. So actually, you're talking about what I call the exemplary awards for the Terathi the Terathi Classic. It's going to be hard to break that. Like, I still like the name Classic, but the Invitational does kind of roll off the tongue. Um, yeah. But I'm altering those awards slightly. So we'll get into that when we start reviewing the pack. Um, there's one other piece of hobby that I, I did today. That I'm super proud of, and my wife laughed at. She she didn't she didn't say she didn't like it, but she just she's she laughed. She called me cute, and she said I can only put it in the basement or in our office computer room, which is the only two places where I can have Warhammer artwork. And upstairs typically is just high elf or like Stormcast artwork. Uh, all the chaos and the daughter's cane has to be in the basement where she doesn't come. <laughs> right, but I I had an extra sprue of Mogwraith's uh, Warband from Underworlds because I bought it when it originally came out, painted it up, and used it for my Underworlds Warband. It's in, the, it's in my Underworlds case. Then they released the sprue separately, and I picked it up to paint it for my army. And I forgot when I picked that second one up at the US Open sometime at the start of this year, maybe it was end of last year, I can't remember at this point, um, that I also ordered one because it went made to order. <laughs> so I had three, and I didn't need three. So I bought a nice little shadow box off Amazon. It arrived yesterday, and so I kind of did like that classy thing where I put the instruction booklet behind it, and I put the sprue over top of it. It's all like nice and shadowy, and it's just hanging on the wall upstairs in my computer slash office with a room me and my wife do our video gaming next to all my high elf art and fun. Someday that's going to be like the... Uh like the black lotus of warhammer and you're going to have it framed and just sitting there and worth a million dollars i hope so it is one of my favorite warhammer kits they've done it's I'm trying to think if it would be the favorite it, it's up there um right now my favorite is still the dark elf sorceress because i've just converted and done so many of those so maybe i'll do a small one for that that might be fun we'll see but anyway uh outside of that how's your fitness been going neil my fitness uh well i do have a fitness app on my uh on my phone now Ooh, so which one you know it's it's the one that comes with that came with the update but i did fill it out and everything so it is uh it, it's working for me i'm trying to hit my calorie my calorie burn per day okay that's good that's awesome yeah yeah no, like, yeah and like that's that's the other thing it's the little things like it's not always about get huge and going to the gym sometimes it's just about making sure you're 
burning enough calories within your calorie range and just moving and grooving as much as you can. It's like, I have uh, very low expectations. My, my goal is just to uh, make it to tomorrow, really um, live. That's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I won't lie. My fitness has been more lackluster than I'd, I'd like to like to normally have it. Um, Cause obviously I traveled to Kansas city. Um, one of the reasons why we also didn't record is with travel, but like, I got sick with that flu that's going around between Kansas city and New Mexico. And then I got better and I went to New Mexico. So, uh, and I, I, I'll be honest, I, I'm not a good, uh, travel and workout person. I always take the clothes with the intention and it's just never, I, I I always lose track of the time or I, I, like I, yeah, it's, it's something I'm trying to get better at, but, um, it's been a lot of home workouts lately. Uh, it's just been kind of like falling back onto like my, my standard bro split where I do legs one day, I do chesty another day. Um, or not, I, I guess bro split's not wrong. Cause it's, it's more of like a deadlift day, a uh, back squat day and a bench day with some accessory movement. It's nothing that's going to really maybe, I think get me past just maintaining, but that is the change soon. Uh, I'm going to be working, uh, actually not working with, it's going to be meeting with, and we're going to do it together. We're going to make a program, that we're going to start it's going to start us at the beginning uh probably of next week and carry us through eight weeks uh of like a of a program we're going to put together together and see how it goes nice yeah and it's it's going to be we're we're going to work out together uh as i mean as much as we can there might be a few days where we have to do it solo but like at least five days a week we try to do it together to help push each other so it's going to be a nice nice way to, to kind of finish out and start the year. Uh, Cause my, my motto is I hate resolutions. So I, that's why I was like, I'd like to do this. I, I put the idea out to him and he loved it. And uh, yeah, we'll get to start the goals now, as opposed to like, I'll start at the beginning of the year and fuck off mm. for the rest of the year. It's like, no, start it now. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a lot of rambling. Um, I think we should uh, kind of dive into the, main topics um actually first because this might be the shortest one neil there's an event coming up would you like to talk about it uh, maybe give some oh. some inside baseball on it that you have well i don't know that i have any inside baseball um you attended it last it. year you probably have a few anecdotes. i guess so yeah um but but brew hammer is going live um um so uh if you want a ticket saturday this coming Saturday at, I believe, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time. That is Eastern time, um, not uh, not Midwest time there. So, um, uh, so yeah, let's go. It's, I think, 40 people, I want to say. Yep. Um, That's what it was last it is, year. Are they staying the same for this year? Yeah, they're staying the same. Okay. They're not growing. They, uh, from fair. what I understand, they looked into potential growth, but they are keeping it at the same venue, which was the Olentangy uh, Brewing Company. Ah, nice. And uh, it was it was an honest to god blast last year. So um, the, the people at the bar were actually really cool about it and everything. And um, we got everybody got like a voucher um for a beer I, I can't remember how that happened i don't know if that'll be happening again <laughs> yeah um so, sure. so don't hold me to that um but uh anyway i mean uh, in between rounds or whatever you know i was running around trying to trying to buy the to's beer and... <laughs> oh as you do as you do <laughs> yeah, and that's that's in columbus ohio correct or near columbus that is in columbus ohio yeah, yeah. a nice little 
three and a half hour drive for me, so I'm definitely going to be trying to grab a ticket. Uh, wish me luck, everybody. Um, also, Neil said 10 a.m. Eastern. He actually did mean 10 a.m. Uh, Midwest, so just uh, give me that extra hour. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every everybody can uh, get tickets after all my friends do. So exactly, right, so it's get in line, wait your turn. Yeah, that's. I know, but like worst case, I'll get on the wait list and just hopefully I get in. Because um, it's close, it's simple, it looked like a blast. I was sad I couldn't do it last year. I think last year, I think I had a US Open like real close to it, which is why I didn't go. Um, but this year, I'm going to sign up for it. And if there's a US Open, I'll be like, sorry, I have plans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to rectify some of those errors you made last year. Yeah, exactly. Errors in judgment. Small errors in judgment. Tiny errors in judgment. <laughs> <laughs> but no it, it really is a blast and i can't speak more highly of uh of all the guys down there in columbus that make that happen uh which there are many so i will not go and name there them are all, but, but i'm gonna call out steven matta because i just love him he's a wonderful yeah. human being steven i love you well since we're since we're into it then too chris thiel is the one yep. who uh um I, and I never know if I'm pronouncing his last name right. Um, so, and uh, for as long as I've known this dude, that's probably not okay. But uh, <laughs> he is—he's uh, a great guy as well, and he's—he kind of—he—he—he um, uh, he runs the flagship of the whole thing. So, um, but many people involved in that—they're uh, all great dudes. Did, uh, uh, so, if you can make it and you can get a ticket, um, love to see you there. Is—is is Anthony Paul Castro? Um... Is he the one that did terrain? Did he print 3D print terrain for it? Like he's the one that does Nashcon terrain typically. Yeah, he 3D printed an entire um, table's worth of terrain, and that was their prize support. And again, don't hold me to this either, but their prize support last year was like uh, it, it was outstanding. It was the it was there was more prize support there than I think I've seen anywhere else at any other event I've ever been to. Yeah, and then. They got like, was it like army paint or like they got like some of like the high end stuff sponsors that was... and multiple, multiple sponsors. Which... I mean, they did a lot of work, a lot of work to get that together. And Which, it, and then yeah. the greatest thing about it too is it's a uh, uh, it's a charity event, right? So if you oh, want, I didn't know that support, actually. I missed you that. Actually, you you pay for tickets and it all goes to charity. So um, I mean, I put a little bit in last year into the the, the pot there and wound up coming out with uh, well more than uh, what my ticket was worth for the event in price support <laughs> that's based incredible. on uh, luck of the draw. So uh, that was pretty cool. That's that's fantastic. I love that. Great. I, I, listen, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, best of luck to everybody trying to get a ticket because that it, it's going to sell out immediately. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, 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 yeah, probably minutes. I, yeah. I would, I would assume. Yeah. Yep. If that. Good. So. Well, Neil, we have two other topics for tonight. That was the that was the little brief topic. Get get everyone's palate. I guess the appetizer. That was the appetizer topic. Would you? Uh, uh, let's do let's do the U.S. Open. Let's go right to the main course. We're gonna save the save the Terrapi Classic pack review for the dessert. No, oh, yeah, I've got that yeah, one yeah. in front of me. Yeah, yeah. Well, so save. Eat, don't eat dessert first. We're not. We're gonna be. We're gonna be good. We're gonna be good here. Uh, so. I don't know how long I'll ramble on for this, but please, Neil, interrupt me with questions or anything else uh, you'd like as we go. So, I went and worked at the Warhammer US Open 40K Grand Narrative slash Grand Finale for Age Sigmar 40K. Is that last weekend already? No, what? No. A couple weeks ago. Anyway. 
<laughs> sorry, time really is just like really gets messed up this holiday season for me. Um, in Albuquerque, New Mexico, at a very stunning resort, the Tamaya Resort and Spa by Hyatt, uh, which is right on the uh, Rio Grande. It was a absolutely like right next to the mountains. Absolutely stunning, stunning view. Um, uh, my my wife accompanied me. Uh, she got to enjoy a lot more of the spa than I did, but. Uh, <laughs> It, it actually it was really yeah there, there was one really funny anecdote because it's uh she had her own fun and, and and you know she knew i was there to work so that was all good i think it was like the second night in a row when i came back at like midnight after doing like 16 17 hour days i climb into bed <laughs> and she's just like i think i know why sometimes you like need a few days to recover after these events and you might occasionally get sick <laughs> it's like yeah yeah the six hours of sleep and being surrounded by tons of people and maybe forgetting to eat That'll do it to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But regardless, we get, you know, very smooth flights in, uh, no problems. I, you know, I'm going to knock on wood. I rarely have problems flying. Uh, I'm very thankful for that. Um, now, are you one of those, like, can sleep on an airplane guys? Uh, I, I, no, I, I usually watch documentaries on airplane. Like, I'll get my cup of coffee. I, I like yeah. the coffee on airplanes. I don't know why. I think I just like terrible coffee. Um, but I know this is a, a little bit of a sidebar, no, but yeah, I was I was flying recently as well, and I am just so terribly jealous. These people can just fall asleep. There's a guy next to me. I'm I got the window seat right, and I'm fighting it. I'm trying not to have to pee, but an hour and a half in, man, the dam was about to burst. Yeah, right. So I had to wake this guy up. He gets up. The guy next to him sleeping too. He gets up. They let me out. I go back in. By the time I come back in, get them out of their seats again. They're sleeping sit again. Back down. Both of these bros are out within three minutes again. I'm no. like. Okay. How is this possible? Let, let's go. Let's go through this. Do you get to choose the airline you fly on, or is that kind of like dictated by other aspects, like work? No, no, no. We do a little thing where we uh, we get credit card points, so we tend to fly uh, when we're flying on those points. We tend to only fly on that particular airline. Okay. No, it's... they don't sponsor the show, so I won't mention it. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I I I tend to fly American because I can choose my seat. I'm an aisle seat person for that exact reason. I got to pee. Yeah. You know, I've always been yeah. a window seat person and I think it's it's time to change, right? I'm I'm at this ripe old age where, you know, I don't know if I can make it through a two and a half hour flight without <laughs> having a body. Yeah. 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 No, I'm, I'm an aisle seat person all the way. Um, but, but regardless, I, I, I tend to not sleep on planes. I, I took a little snooze for the first time in a long time on the, on the flights home because I was exhausted, but we'll get to that part in the story later. But, Flight out's nice, nice and easy. It's two flights. First one's Pittsburgh to Dallas Fort Worth, and Dallas Fort Worth to Albuquerque. Um, stop, pick up the shuttles, meet some of my coworkers. Uh, obviously, like Dallas Fort Worth is a hub, so one of them was on the plane. Uh, shout out to Zach Rockner, who's also like one of my bosses. He's a cool, dude. Um, but he also like he was like the guy running and kind of like the brainchild of the narrative itself, and it, he did a spectacular job. But anyway. Get in sunny Albuquerque, get the vans. We go to the first hotel. So the first night we're there, we have to prep all the bags for all the attendees, uh, which is like, because like, this is a big event. It was a pretty high ticket price. Everybody's getting lots of crap. So and we want to make sure everybody has their stuff. We're actually putting their name tags on it. We're writing their names on it. We're like, everything's prepped for, for the folks coming in. Um, so that's the first night. That's the plan. And we're staying at a different hotel, like right next to it. Uh, and it was a Native American casino <laughs> hotel, uh -huh. uh, which I've never been, but it was like, it was fun. <laughs> like, it was just like, you know, like, 
I don't know. I was just, I was just like, I was like, oh, like, it, like I was walking around like, oh, that's it, it's a Native American casino. Like I never really, you know, you always hear like, the, like, oh, that's like the joke on like the cartoons and stuff. It's like, no, it's just like it's a really cool casino and it seems like they're doing. Yeah, I've well. never been myself. Yeah, it was like I'm like, okay, it's a casino. It's fun. Um, really nice rooms actually. Like, like king size times three. Like these huge beds were huge. My wife loved it because like we we sleep in like a something that's between a tween twin and a a queen. <laughs> So getting like a king plus, she's just like, I have so much space. I'm like, all this room for activities. Oh, there's the joke of the day, everybody. <laughs> uh, regardless. Um, so I thought it was going to be a nice, easy Wednesday. You know, we all fly in. We help stuff bags. I had to get the costume ready because I was uh, uh, Katachan Captain Gren Stonejaw for the weekend. Uh, part of the, most of the weekend. Um, so getting like the costumes on. But... The woman uh, who's part of the team who was in charge of the costumes, uh, she's a great cosplayer herself. Her name was Emily. Um, she's from England, so she had flown over like the day before, obviously, to get acclimated because like that's a big time difference for her. Um, but we needed to get some, some more supplies, like uh, some pouches, like ammo pouches, canteens, combat boots, stuff that like you're just not going to find unless you just go buy it. So yeah, you were looking pretty legit there. Yeah, no, it, no expenses spared. Let me tell you, I uh, I had the corporate credit card <laughs> for GW, which is I never thought I'd say that. Um, but we went to the Army Surplus Store. Uh, we went to Joe and Fabrics. We went to Walmart, which also it's really interesting seeing someone who's not used to those American type things. <laughs> like she, it, her her eyes were wide. Like and then also she's crafty. So like we go into the Joe and Fabrics and like she sees all the Halloween stuff like seventy percent off. She's like, oh my gosh! I'm just like, we're here for a sewing machine. <laughs> <laughs> like, but regardless, like it turned into a much longer day, much harder day. Uh, because driving all across Albuquerque is not the easiest experience, especially when you have a twelve person van <laughs> as your transport wow. vehicle. Um, still she was fun to hang out with it was a good time uh got some chick-fil-a yeah that was, that was the funny part we're like we're finally done we come out of the walmart and i'm just like okay we have about a 45 minute trip back because honestly like albuquerque is really long and like we were really up we were past the north so it's like okay i i need food before we drive anywhere and i walk out and i see a chick-fil-a and i remember turning to emily and like have you ever had christian chicken and she's just like <laughs> what i'm like we're gonna go up Chick Fil A. Don't don't worry about it. It's delicious chicken. They're closed on Sundays. Blah blah blah. <laughs> like, Christian chicken. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Oh my god. <laughs> Someone else told me that, and like it just sticks. It's funny. Um, got some Chick Fil A. Had to drive back. Uh, and normally for these events, I don't get the chance to fly in on Wednesday. This time I was excited because that means I could have gone out with the team for the little team dinner slash have a few drinks that Wednesday night. But I had been going for 19 hours, <laughs> and I was done. We we got back to the hotel. I gave uh, one of the other people the keys. I'm like, I'm going to my room with my wife at the Chick-fil-A. You guys have a blast. <laughs> so the easy day turned into one of the longest. <laughs> yeah. But worth it. Got so many cool things for the costumes, and the costumes are out spectacular. Well worth it. Good time. So then we all move to the actual resort, which... This is where it really kicks in. It's just like, holy cow, it's so beautiful. It's 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 a destination spot. I'll, I think a lot of folks did bring significant others, um, both on the team and also guests, because like, yeah, it's 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 a resort and spa. Um, 
Mm-hmm. It was cold, but it was sunny, so like the sun kept it warm. It was it was pretty nice. Um, but then begins the inevitable event setup, which is always a long day. Usually, one of the longest outside of teardown. So yeah, uh, I was already knackered and had to keep going. <laughs> lots I of coffee, mean, lots of coffee. Just putting bars together, which is not all that difficult. Mm-hmm. I can spend four hours of prep time the night before, so I can't even imagine what a grand narrative would take. So, <laughs> uh, no, so it's here's the fun part because like we each like I, I was a Vox locale that was my role. So essentially, the way that here I, I guess I, I, I'm giving like the back ends about the setup and everything. Like yes, it's hard work. Everyone's like boohoo. I'm like no, it's fun. I enjoy it. It's just telling the truth. It's also hard work. Here's how the narrative was set up. So there's three factions, and this is also just like I said, it's just a 40k narrative. Uh, grand narrative, I should say. There's three factions. The Imperium, Chaos, and the Interlopers. And Interlopers is just kind of like all the Xenos races. And there was twice as many Imperium players as there were Interlopers and Chaos. So what it was which, is there's three factions. Which, I mean, honestly, that's that's probably about accurate for the yeah. universe, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I would say so. Um, so there's three factions. Within those factions, there's battle groups. Now, the nice thing about this event, which was spectacular, is there was Discord set up for each faction. Within each faction was a subchat for the specific battle groups. So you got, and, and what the battle groups were is those were your teammates. You went from battle zone to battle zone with those people playing other battle groups from the opposite sides. So they really got to develop friendships and rapport and strategy before the event even began. And it showed so much. Um,. And like I said, there was six to start uh, battlegrounds. Uh, and so during the setup, like I said, I'm the Catachan, so I got the jungle room, obviously, called Zalakar North. And we were, we, there was terrain painted for it because uh, of the... I didn't paint any of this terrain, uh, but like other members of the team, like a lot of members of the team painted specific narrative terrain. Like this wasn't just painting it for a competition table or anything like that. It was themed it was designed specifically and like you know i had my room and i was just like here's all the stuff we have for your room like camo bags like this big poster that like it's jungle you know and then we had scent diffusers we had sound like bluetooth so we had like we were given like free reign like make this room your room so like i set up all my tables uh, I did a nice little thing where as you entered the room, there was more civilization buildings. So a lot more like the standard Imperium buildings. And the farther you got away, the more trees I had and less buildings I had. So the last table was pretty much just all trees. <laughs> and like there were specific rules like, you know, this is dense, this is impassable, like that sort of stuff based upon the type. So like there was two shooting armies that chose the trees. Uh, and I was just like, hey guys, you know, like this whole table is minus one to shoot. <laughs> because <laughs> it's nothing but trees and they're just like i guess we're all going in melee like i said it's, it's narrative so like everyone just kind of like whatever it was they just had fun with it but mm-hmm. you know like it was fun being able to set up my room and just make it my own uh that was the most fun i had during setup like obviously like there's things that are hard like setting up the store and you know the, the honestly the setting up the uh the competitive stuff was pretty easy because there's only eight tables <laughs> you know 16 players it's that was the easiest setup ever but like you know, getting to craft my room and giving that full agency. Uh, I always say, like, you know, trust but verify. Like, you know, Mike Brandt was walking around with Zach being like, hey, this table looks good. Or like, hey, let's maybe let's change this. I, I take a bit of pride that they walked into my room 
and I said, here's the theme, here's what I did. And they're like, perfect. And they walked out. <laughs> like that's, you know, I felt, I felt good because I'm like, I, I did the narrative right. Um, so maybe, yes. uh, maybe Chuck's going to be running uh, the next Sigmar grand narrative then. You know, I, with, uh, I, I hope so. Kind of it's, it's not outside the possibility. That's a thing that happens and it's not a guarantee either. But like I said, I, I had a blast. I'm a narrative gamer at heart. I think most people know that. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, like it, I, I said, I just gave myself to it. Um, and it gave back tenfold. <laughs> so, you know, next day, like obviously games begin, everything's set up, rock and rolling. And that, that's, that's when it begins to be the easiest. <laughs> like once the games are going, that's when it's the easiest. Uh, you know, so I was in character. So like actually the, the night before, sorry, after setup, we're in costume. The faction leaders give their briefing. Obviously, we're with the Imperium because all the all the battlegrounds. There's a box column in each of the six rooms, and we have to shout out like you know, our, you know I was, you know, like ready to defend or whatever. And I was like Zalakar North, ready for war, and I screamed it. Like I'm like I don't know where that came from. It's a, it scared the shit out of me as I'm saying it, because <laughs> like I'm even though I can look like a Catachan, I don't always sound like a Catachan. <laughs> a little soft spoken, I admit, but. That I mean, was how, fun. How does a Catachan sound? Is, is the uh, gruff and loud in a 90s or 80s action movie, however you want to take that. Just like your best Schwarzenegger uh, impression? I was going for more Stallone, honestly. Yeah, that's <laughs> fine. I mean, that's, that's, that's the other way you go. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, that was fun too, because like, you know, everything we do as the Voxel Calum, like, treat it as in character. Like, I never had coffee, I had recaf. Like, being character, being the lore, um, you know, don't randomly pair like an, uh, a knight like or it's like a space marine with a tiered player in case you had like a weird odd number to play against a, an orc player. It's like no, no, like keep everything within the lore because that's the other nice thing. This this whole event series of events that happened is canon. The ending and how it happened is canon. Things that happen in these rooms that we're going to relay to, to, to like the, I guess the lore team, they'll turn it into like little vignettes and make it canon. So it's going to be legit. So we had to make sure we were very legit and like on top of our game to, you know, do it to the best of our ability. Um, so yeah, so the next day, my battle groups come in. You know, we have narrative ways to like, you know, they have their they have their narrative like goals. Uh, within the game, which are kind of like loose commands they have to interpret, and then we give them like kind of input, like, hey, good job holding that ground soldier. They weren't told what hold the ground meant, but like if we, we like as the voxel count, we knew what hold the ground meant. So we, if we saw them succeeding at it, we could be like, hey, good job holding the ground soldier. And they could go, huh, okay, and start putting together like what it actually means in game terms without being told, which is a very cool way to do it, I think. Some people that might mm -hmm. that idea kind of bounced off of, but a lot really took it very well. So it's you know it's it's hit or miss, but I think it was a fun way to do it. Yeah. Um. But sure, but yeah, I, and I got to do like all the movie quotes, like "I ain't got time to bleed," or "If it bleeds, we can kill it." Uh, all, you know, all that sort of fun stuff. Um, <laughs> I was not ready for the level of uh passion that was being brought. Not only was GW staff in costume, like for the people, like as characters, I would say sixty to seventy percent of all the players had costumes as well, <laughs> and like they would be in character, all that sort of stuff, so we could interact back and forth. I mean, you know, you you only go so far with that for sure, but like, 
you know, like I, I, I would have Katie people dressed as Cadians come up and like introduce me, and I'd be like Captain Brand Stonejaws, Alucard, you know, I, and they would it was it was just fun. Like it's casual. We were all we're we're a bunch of freaking nerds, um, doing the best type of LARP because we're not hitting each other with foam swords. We're just having a good time. Uh, <laughs> so, but like the, the truly like, I, I on the Games Workshop end, I think we succeeded at what we set out to do. And it was the players that came that really took this to the next level. Mm -hmm. uh, like, heck, I was getting gifts from players. <laughs> like, they're like they're in my trophy case. Like, I got like a foam dagger because someone was like he was like always hunting like special ore uh, as part of his lore. So like, he gave me like a, a crafted dagger of the of the ore, which was just a foam dagger, but like it, it was cool and it was like meaningful. So I kept it on my character the whole time. Um, Another one, like, there was a battle group number three, which was my favorite. They were the loud, they were rowdy, they had a fucking blast. Um, but they had, like, a, they were all, like, most of them were Dark Angels. And I'm a Dark Angel fan, too. Um, but since I was the leader of the Voxel Calum at the group room they were in, they gave me, like, one of the patches that, like, has the lion's head and says battle group three and, like, their motto. Because they were all wearing it, and they gave me one. And I was just like, this is so cool. <laughs> like, awesome. I wasn't expecting getting gifts for this. Um, but like I said, absolutely stunning the level of passion brought from everybody. Uh, and and like I said, I just just kudos to to all of them. Um, like I said, I, I think everybody understood like we're all doing our best too. Like even if there wasn't any sort of like issues, we're working to resolve it. And like feedback's always appreciated. Um, there was a little bit of a unexpected twist because uh, I was going to be in the grand narrative the whole time, but. The uh, uh, Tio, one of the counterpart H Sigmar Tios, uh, John was going to come to run the H Sigmar Grand Championship. Uh, unfortunately, he took ill right before the flight. Which, yeah, like if you're sick, don't come. Like we, you know, don't push yourself and don't get anybody else sick. Like that's, you know, that's just how you do. Uh, he couldn't make it, so I had also kind of double duty to help with the H Sigmar Championships. Which, you know, dressed as a Catachan and makeup and everything. Being a TO for Age of Sigmar was a really odd experience. Um, a special shout out to Eddie Eccles from the GW team who was over for the streaming for Age of Sigmar. So when he wasn't streaming, he also helped TO because he knows how to play the game and, and he did a fine job. So, uh, yeah, between the two of us uh, and a little help from one of the uh, international TOs for 40K who also knew Sigmar. <laughs> so uh, his, his name's Calvin. Uh, he has a YouTube channel. I think it's Lim L I M M. Uh, I think he does all in German, though, possibly. So I'm not sure how much of an English audience he might have. But, you know, he 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 popped in every once in a while when I'm just like, Eddie's on stream and he's like, hey, I need to pee. Can you just watch these people that don't have questions anyway, just in case? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> that don't have questions anyway. I, I, I mean, that's that's honestly the truth. Like, um, mm -hmm. like I said, I, you know, like we, we, got, we got it done and it had a great event. Um, but once again, you know, I, I knew most of the people who were there for the championships for age of sigmar and i got to meet a few more and they're all wonderful i was so happy to meet them all um but truth be told it was just like last year and this year like they don't need me like yeah. I'm, th I'm there to help them finish their games when they were going to time um like hey can you reset the train or because like we got kind of because like, you know it gets pushed around like that sort of stuff like basic stuff but even like that like some of them have been to so many u.s opens they're like oh, okay they pulled out their tape measures they knew where the train belonged anyway it's like they they didn't need me <laughs> But right. it was it was fun to you see. You probably had more questions in the narrative event than you did in the. Uh, 
I did actually I did uh but you know like they're also easier like the questions I do get for like that it's usually like hey this just isn't clear how are we playing it and it's like I have to look through and like yes okay here's how we're playing it it's fine um there was a 40k it's like basic questions and I just say the answer that I thought was right (laughs) yeah and And then they're like cool yes sounds good um but yeah like it, it was it was wonderful like I said uh I've developed a, a good friendship with a lot of these folks like Gavin and Emma, Tom, Caleb, Scooter, um, like over the years of seeing them more and more. So like seeing them again and be like, you know, them coming up and like, you know, like it, hugs and handshakes and just seeing them was just wonderful. And then it's like getting to meet the new people too. Um, so the, the, the Sigmar folks put on a great round of events. I think there was a few like unexpected upsets, uh, solid play all around. Um, uh congrats to dean and, and i'm sorry if i say this wrong i think it's uh, mateus um for taking their their brackets um and uh, oh also congrats to austin morgan um with the sylvaneth for taking overall best painted within the overall category for the yeah like there was a special best painted award out of the people who had the best painted armies <laughs> so wow. that was fun yeah um but just fantastic uh like I, said, I i made so many friends on for the 40k side on the international side with these judges that came over to uh, assist and also like you know meeting me age sigmar folks like it was wonderful um i'm glad we got age sigmar streamed this time just just that like i said it was just a wonderful experience like i said and it was a challenge because it was going back and forth between that and the narrative so like i i had like i had like about, about a good solid 45 minutes of frustration during that first shift out of 40k narrative to competitive age of sigmar mode like it was just like oh like you know like it's like i'm going 80 down the highway and oh i should put it in reverse for no reason <laughs> you know mm-hmm. but once i got past that and got, kind of got over myself um i was fine but like even without that like i said every, it was it was a great event the, Sig- the sigmar community continues to be one of the best um and and like yeah k- kudos to them and like i said I, and I got to go back and continue assisting with the grand narrative even though it was like a little bit more limited but um you know being the catachan it was fun uh, it was great whenever I had to like depart the room. I'd I'd always just tell the folks like, you know, hey Imperium, do you see the the chaos scum across from you? And they're like, yes, sir. And like, I don't want to by the time I return. <laughs> like, <laughs> I said, it's it was good. It, it was exhausting, and it was the most fulfilling event I've ever been able to be a part of. Let alone being one of the people technically running it uh, on the little level that I did. So, um. And like I said, my wife was having a great time. She got to see what I do. She got to come visit. She she enjoyed seeing me as a catachan. She thought it was funny. Um, she got to hang out in my room. Like she just kind of hung out in like the room. So like during like one of the things where I was kicking it off. So she got to see me pretending to be like a big tough badass instead of like the quiet guy in the corner who just likes to lift weights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. It is, and and like I said, the uh, I want to give a shout out to you real quick. Um, so the three faction leaders, one was that Zach Rockner. He was Cran the Beast, so for Chaos. But for the Imperium and Interlopers, uh, there's uh, a, hus- a husband and wife. It's Fred and L Designs. E-L-L-E. Um, Fred and L Designs. They made his costume because they also have their own costumes that they brought. Uh, they know 40K. And like, these are exceptional costumes. Look them up on Instagram, Facebook uh probably maybe even youtube um 
but they are stellar cosplayers and like and throughout the course of the event like we're also getting like makeup like we're getting more beat up they had like almost full costume changes like they're caught like of them going more and more haggard through war it was crazy cool um and they really sold their faction leaders like there's faction briefings like i got to be part of the uh imperium one with the lord militant which was uh that fred uh and like he had everybody kneel do prayers to the emperor like it was just it's just so cool but in the end um two things were surprising to me one the interlopers won that's do you know why why you say they have tau on their side oh i made a good i made a new friend friend there he's a tau player uh uh drew and uh I mean, he's not going to listen to this, but like, he's a Tal fan, and I told him about you, and he said you were right, and I was wrong, and well, <laughs> but bet interlopers won. Uh, Chaos got kicked to the curb pretty hard. Imperium was was in the middle of that pack, <laughs> but uh, as every good loyalist of the Empire knows, there's no defeat. There's uh, there's victories and there's holding actions. Um, so we didn't lose, you know. Even though the interlopers won, Imperium didn't lose. Mm. But so that was kind of surprising. It's cool to see, and I can't wait to see how the narrative gets written out for that. But the other thing that really blew me away, uh, it has been a long time since I have received one as part. I've never received one alone, but I've received one as part of a team before, and this is the second time. And this was the most sincere one I think I've ever received. Uh, or I, I say I received that we received as a team because it's. Uh, we, as the Vox Locale, we received from the entire audience a standing ovation, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck to do to this. Like, um, do I cry? Do I look away? Like, I'm oh god, what do I do? Like, but it was like, it made everything worth it. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm a little jealous. Yeah, it's. I'm a lot jealous actually. Uh, all I can say <laughs> is whether they're, if we get a Sigmar one, great, or if it's 40k one, like. This grand narrative that is put on through the U.S. Open team, uh, go to it. It is worth the cost, even if you stay at a different hotel. Because I understand cost is a thing, but like the ticket, pr- like it is exceptional. You are making friends for life, and like I said, it's it's not just the GW people putting on a good show. It's the community coming in and taking it to like thirteen, like real hard. It's great. Um, but yeah, I I, I absolutely loved it. I said exhausted, cleaned up uh, for a long time. Um, did, did our best to fight the altitude because also like it's like fifty five hundred. It's almost a, it's not a mile up, but it's close to a mile up, and I'm I'm not used to being a mile in the air, <laughs> so mm-hmm. get wind fast on the cleanup there. But uh, got a couple hours of sleep, about four. Uh, then got on the the bus. Me and my wife we got on our first flight home back to Dallas Fort Worth. Uh, short flight. Uh, kind of a rough landing uh, for no reason. <laughs> like, it wasn't like a bad <laughs> landing, but it was just like when it was like, boom, like real hard, but you're on the ground. I was like, okay, whatever. I've had those. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then we get some food in Dallas-Fort Worth because we had a nice layover. Um, get on the last flight home. This is the last part of the story. It's just This was just like a fun little anecdote story. Um, me and my wife, like, thank, I'm, I'm thankful because like I said, fly American so I can choose seats. So I, I, was able to buy our tickets together so i was able to put our seats together without any hassle um so and i i graciously gave my wife the aisle seat i always took the middle but uh uh oh i I drew a blank on the gentleman's name there's a nice gentleman that sat next to me on the whole flight and i 
Price. I, 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 you know, that's it. He's not gonna listen to this. He's not a Warhammer person. He's just, just an older dude. He was cool, and he's like me. I like talking to people on flights. I like learning oh, stories. Oh, you're an airplane talker, are you, Chuck? I am. Now, I respect if you got your headphones in or you're sleeping. I'm not gonna bother you, but mm -hmm. you know, I'll say hello. I'll make, I'll, I'll make like an icebreaking joke real quick, and like if you're receptive, we'll have a little chat. Uh, on the way back to Pittsburgh, me and this gentleman shot the sh shit for an hour and a half, half the flight. But, like, you know, he was clearly exhausted from whatever he did, too. So, like, as we're doing it, like, we both kind of, like, stopped talking at the same time, and then we both kind of nodded off for, like, the rest of the flight. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but, like I said, it was just, it was just very nice, and, like, the, the end point was, like, you know, he's older, he has a couple kids and all that sort of stuff, and he, he was asking, like, why I was out there, and I was telling him about Warhammer, and he was like, oh, it's he's really fascinated uh and that's after we shared stories because we, we were both hunters we were both fishers that sort of stuff um yeah. but like he's like oh he's like oh, i have to look into that and just by happenstance so at this event as we were setting up uh 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 zach zach rockner threw the slaves of darkness book at me he's like here chuck you can have this for free <laughs> i looked and it's the one that's replaced right now and i said thanks this is worthless he's like that's why i gave it to you I was like, <laughs> so so actually, I, I I gave it to my wife, and she took it back to the room, and she was just reading it for fun. So it was like, I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, whatever, it's fine, it's it's trash anyway. Um, so we're flying back, and I had it in my bag for some reason. Like in my tiredness after cleanup, I just put it in my bag. So I was like, hey, you know what? I have this extra book. This back half is rules. It means nothing to you, but this front half, it's cool art, it's cool story. I kind of gave him a brief rundown, and he's like. This stuff is metal as hell. Like, look at this art. Like, he loved the picture of Archeon surrounded by, like, the Baron Guard. Mm -hmm. So, like, there's some gentleman out there now that is interested in Warhammer, without knowing what Warhammer is, but he's a great guy. And it was just a fun little anecdote. It was, like, the perfect way to end it. Like, just a nice conversation. This, this story is the most Chuck thing ever. I, I just love it. I know. It's like, <laughs> I hope one day, like, I hope one day he just, like... And, or him or his sons, like one of them just gets into Warhammer and it's just like, yeah, my dad was giving a book on an airplane. And I'll just be like the the the, the meme from Leonardo DiCaprio, mm -hmm. like the point point and snap my fingers, like that was me. <laughs> but yeah, all in all, exceptional event. I got to meet some very cool folks, um, like Scarry, uh, uh, Kenny, uh, uh, like and I said. That's just I'm I'm rambling off names. Like I got to meet so many cool people. I had a great time. It was the best event we've ever done, uh, as far as the narrative concerned, and I can't wait for it to come back. Absolutely. So uh with that main course in our tummies digested. Uh oh, real quick, uh I'm I do have like a little mini travel vlog. I'm gonna try and put it together. The problem was the audio didn't work for it so i'm gonna have to do like a voiceover audio thing but i'll try and get that out within like a week or so just to see the travel a little bit and see the halls and some of the rooms mm. but uh but yeah um yeah with, with all the all this main course in our belly neil let's let's go to dessert now i think oh, you right. and i are both excited for dessert and then I, I apologize everybody this is probably one of the longer shows we've done in a while mm -hmm. as long as as long as you're still good neil i don't want to keep I'm, you i'm good let's go let's let's let's, let's have some cheesecake here all right. Ooh, cheesecake. I like cheesecake. Uh, is it wait? Is it peanut butter cheesecake or classic cheesecake? Uh, there's no such thing as anything other than New York style cheesecake with uh, uh, pick your fruit on top. 
Okay. And by a prick through fruit, I mean either blueberries. I'll say I want blueberries. Or, I want blueberries. Or 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 strawberries, which is is the king of cheesecakes. Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, Anything else is wrong. And I'll hear no uh I'll brook no disagreement. Blueberry for me then. I'll take that, sir. So I officially released the final update for the Terafi Classic 2022 event pack today. Uh, mm -hmm. And I had one typo that I've already corrected. So, Neil, would you like to read over the event details and overview if you have the pack in front of you? I sure will. Awesome. Um, the Terafi Classic 2022 event pack, as written by the Truck Moore, event details overview. Wait, wait, wait. Five game. Please describe the banner at the top. Okay. The banner is uh, the Daughters of Cain, some artwork right there with uh, Tayrathi, um kind of uh, got put right into the uh, picture there, which is awesome. Yeah. It actually looks like it goes like very well. I, thank you. Thank so you. I tried really hard to make that work. There. But do you see what's to yeah. the right of it? Kind of like 50% faded? Uh, I see some... Oh, I see, I see the middle finger there. Yeah, yeah nice. Nice it's, done it's, there. It's nice. Taylor Swift giving the middle finger from her one of her yeah. videos. <laughs> I did not recognize that uh, as what that was at first. Yep, but... yep. Well done. Please continue. But we got a five-game invitational event. Uh, that's, the, that's, that's, that's the typo. It's a four-game. <laughs> no, that's right. It's four. That's right. It is yeah. four. And it's not... I guess it still is an invitational. But, uh, it is still an invitational. Classic. Yeah, it's a classic. It's a classic invitation. Exactly. Um, no end time rules. Um, it is uh, hosted by the Barn Owls, which is and, my weekly uh, Wednesday club. Uh, with a special thanks to Mark, I'm not going to try and say his last name because you already know it, right, Chuck? So you're going to say it. It's Rody. There we go. I'll have to remember that. Who's hosting the event? Uh, score will be based hey. on win loss. He uh, he Draw. likes he likes bourbon. If if you need to bring him anything. Okay. <laughs> Good, duly noted and i like bourbon as well so perhaps uh, that will happen um draws will be determined by a beer soda water chug rock paper scissors or fitness challenge mm -hmm. i would go with the beer chug for sure most yeah. people seem to go for that actually <laughs> yeah 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 actually seeing uh you on uh, power hour last time and 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 the competition that would be there in the oh. beer chug, uh, there was some. That was pretty poor showing by a lot oh, of you. Yeah, I gotta say that was uh, that was that was tragic. Yeah, uh, I, I, you not got... being the worst of the bunch. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, Cole. And... Cole and Matt specifically. If you if you draw like if you're playing Matt, play to a draw because you could take him out. You can't be as big as Matt and be affected by beer like that. Especially <laughs> um, what is it? Was it, was it Miller Lights he was drinking? Bud Lights. Uh, Iron City. Iron City. So, so I don't know what the percentage is on that. It's it's a I think it's a four four point five. Um, nothing That's, big. Yeah, no, no. He could, he could have literally drank for another two hours. There's no reason. So <laughs> here's the best part because if you watch that episode, I I just milk uh, an old fashioned, which is what I'm having right now, uh, mm -hmm. because the next day was a surprise fortieth birthday party for him, and I didn't want to be hungover trying to drive an hour and forty five minutes to it. <laughs> Too funny. So it's like I had to act like, oh, I just didn't buy the beer. And... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Love it's it. it's a rare, rare podcast when you see Matt getting drunk and me staying sober. All right. So coming back full circle to uh, the, yeah. the pack. The next uh, next little uh, note is probably my favorite, favorite part of this Invitational, and that's what makes Invitational great. There will be no sports score. 
because if I thought you were an asshole, I put the asshole part in there, I would not have invited you. <laughs> exactly. So, so no assholes. No assholes All right. here. All right. Um, armies are hopefully fully painted and based, but not required at this event. Now, that, uh, this that year, is... That is a change, only because I have forced Warhammer Fantasy Battles upon everybody that is within my circle. So, mm -hmm. the goal is, and if you want to win some of the awards, you better be fully painted and base. But, mm -hmm. we're not going not gonna to be too harsh this time, since it's a new thing. Yeah. yeah. So, lists do not need to be submitted, but cannot be changed during the event. I know that's something we kind of... Uh, tossed around a little bit but that got nixed yep. all armies must be narrative must have a narrative named hero not unique hero just to he give a model a name for some coolness add a narrative as you wish mm -hmm. and then we got uh, day one we got three rounds in day one yep um and then after dinner evening activities and games that, that happens from 7 30 on to probably bright uh, and early in the morning real quick you know what else is great about this uh, and I told everybody to bring a couple bucks to throw to the gentleman, Brandon, who's part of the Barn Owls, Barn Owls founders, along with myself. He's going to be mm -hmm. cooking the food for the event. So lunch and dinner. Oh, we're going to have food there, huh? Yeah. So uh, I said, I, I, and I tell it to everybody, I'll remind him again, bring a couple bucks to throw at him. He won't accept it, but just stuff it down his pants like a like a stripper. And right, he right, is, right. We'll leave it around the around the barn, just random places. Yeah. And he <laughs> he's a phenomenal cook uh, and baker. So. We're in for a treat. Uh, and he's not playing. That. He's just there to hang out and do this for us. So, like, kudos to him. Yeah, so three rounds uh, on day one. And 12-18, we've got uh, one round. Yep, only need four rounds with 12 people. Yeah, that's... Uh, are, are we going to have 12? I heard there might be two drops. Uh, it looks like we're going to be good for 12, uh, thankfully. It's kind of like the last minute. It's like, nope, nope, 99% sure. There, I mean, there's a 1% chance that one of the alternates has to drop for work which there's another alternate who's willing to also drop and just hang out. Okay. Sounds good. Um, let's see. And we'll move on to the second page here. Um, I don't know if these are, these names, are they all accurate still? Yes. The names are accurate. Uh, I, I'll tell you, I will go through the awards here just to, 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 well, you can do the, I'll do the exemplary awards. You do the awards. You're doing a great job. Okay. Awards. Tayrathi's champion event winner by total wins per BCP app. All right, so we're doing a little BCP Which, for this. And the reason follow I, on BCP if you like. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely can. Um, the reason I put that originally, I thought about scoring like victory points to choose wins, but mm -hmm. I saw a few people won't show their names uh, getting a little too into it. And I was just like, all right, fuck that. You win or you lose. And do you know what the tiebreaker is? If if uh, now uh, then the tiebreaker as far as if we have the same records at the end of this somehow. You know what the tiebreaker is? Fucking random. <laughs> <laughs> BCP will just go, uh, you. That's great. Love yeah, because that, that's why I said buy piece per, per BCP app because they have a nice little tool. It's typically used in the events that are run. Random's like the eighth tiebreaker in case everything's equal. <laughs> you know what I mean? But for me, it's mm -hmm. the second. <laughs> I just think they should just like kick each other in the dick until one drops because I'm not going to be one of those guys who's winning. So I think that's a great idea. Or, or what we could do is we could just do the beer chug for that, for the winner overall. Like <laughs> I, that's an option. So, all right. I guess we could do the beer chug instead. Jeez. Mm. All right. So uh, next one, honorary member of the Tarathian cult, most kill points by your narrative named hero. Track these yourself, please. I will not be tracking that. 
Um, <laughs> do your best. Just do your best. I have in any invitational I have been to, I have not done that one. So uh, there's no reason to start it's, now. It's weird. Part um, part of me because like since I'm playing the event, I can go for all these awards. Um, yeah, with the exception of one that we're about to get to. But like, I thought about trying to make a killy character to go for it, but it's like. I mean, in a way, I am Tayrathi, so how could I also be an honorary member of the Tayrathian cult if I'm also Tayrathi in a way? <laughs> right. But it's also like, that might be fun to try to do. You, you, you can't win that one. I'm no. going to put my foot down on that. All right, all right, fine, I can't. So... <laughs> yeah, you could still win it, but you just can't win it. Okay, gotcha. Cool as Cain. <laughs> the coolest army decided by the Barn Owl founders. This could be an amazing paint job, cool narrative, unique list design, or even costumes. Whatever makes you and your army more memorable. Hashtag sponsored. Yes. Not sure what that means. So I since the Barn Owls were the hosting this and like the, it's like some of the founders are playing, some of them are cooking, that sort of stuff, and also hosting. I wanted to have this award be chosen by those five founders or whoever's presence, uh, which it should be all of them. Um is five, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, so since I'm going to be one of the people on the founders choosing that, this is one I can't win. But so it's going to be a really tight field. So about half the field's getting removed, or at least a third of the field's being removed to decide this. So this is a very cool award to win. And it's like, it's just something that goes, that's fucking awesome. You win this. So that's all mm -hmm. that is. But since it's the Barn Owl's founding and they're, they're kind of hosting, uh, it's sponsored by them. They're not giving me any money. But also, we're using Mark's barn for free, so I count sure. that as money. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Um, then we got In the Halls of Cain, Best Narrative by Player Vote. And then Friend of Cain, Favorite Opponent, uh, or Favorite Opponent by Player Vote. Yep, two nice ones. Uh, okay. I always feel in the small in invitationals, it's good to have your players also participate in the judging. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're on to exemplary awards and that uh, take it away. Yeah. So these are two awards for this. So there is the championship belt and the brick of shame. So the championship belt uh, is a WWE toy belt that I picked up during the first event. And using my cosplay skills, I made it a Tayrathi WWE championship belt. Typically, this has been the person who wins the event. So first year is Bill Souza. Last year is Cole McGinnigal. Uh, this year, who knows? But the trophies are held for one calendar year. So you actually get to take it with you because if you earn one of these two awards, you get an automatic invite back to next year. Now, of course, I have a typo here too. Dang it. <laughs> oh, well. Um, so typically the belt's been first place and the Brick of Shame's been last place. Uh, now the Brick of Shame, I explained what the belt is. Neil, do you want to explain what the Brick of Shame is? how the trophy came to be the brick of shame is a block of wood um which some complete clown um who didn't have any money um decided to turn into a um uh, a blood shrine or what, what do they call it cauldron of blood cauldron of blood there we go um and uh for his warhammer fantasy uh, army and uh when chuck was over this person's house uh, he he was collecting a bunch of old metal witch elves, and it was also gifted this uh, as well. And uh, of course, there were there were bits and stuff on this thing. But uh, Chuck hey, ripped for, all that stuff. For the time and place when it was made by this clown, I completely understand it, and it made sense. 
<laughs> it didn't make sense. Yeah, it's like um, yeah, it's yeah. But this clown, um, th- this clown uh, gave the Chuck kept the brick, and then I ripped all the bits off. Ripped all the bits off. Something that's sprinkled across all my elf armies, like the 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 the, the avatar of Cain is holding up one of my sharks in my Idenath army. Uh, the, the models are like within my units for witch elves, so it's it's it got use, it got use. So it's it's still around in spirit. But but I, this but, this uh, brick, this like the clown in question did eventually win that last year, and yep. so I will be bringing the brick of shame back. And that is how I I made the invitational by being terrible, yep. um, which is what I do best. So I said um, it's 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 a daughters of Cain thing because it was a cauldron of blood, and it was shameful, <laughs> so it was ripped apart to the bare minimum. Uh, to be fair, that piece of wood sat from the time you gave it to me until I started this event. It sat in my toolbox. So when I realized to do this idea, I put some Tayrathi runes on it. So it's a it's a trophy. It's a legit trophy. Mm-hmm. But like I said, he's usually first place, last place, uh, and they're and usually grudge the next time, which is what's happening this one. Cole, you're grudging yep. against uh, Neil, obviously. Neil, you get to whoop Cole's ass because you've actually played some fantasy battles, whereas Cole is busy with life stuff and is not trying to win the event. <laughs> no, I will, I will, I will still lose this game for sure. I don't know. Um, he's got demons, and you have Baron of the World Dragon. You're in a good spot, buddy. <laughs> I won't use it to its full potential, I'm sure. Listen, if he hits you with anything in the unit that has it, just roll two and ignore it. That's all you got to do. <laughs> That's the problem. That's... <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, another one. As long as ones are on dice, I will roll them. So these awards typically say first place, last place, but I've changed it this year because and it was kind of sparked from seeing the people who are kind of getting too interested in like the champion like winning the event it's like that's this is a narrative event it's not about winning this stuff like even bill souza who came and crushed face the first year we did it had a narrative for his army because i put it in the pack and it was a fun narrative so like mm-hmm. if if bill souza can take this this event uh and treat it in the proper fashion so can you random person that i love and i invited who could never ever get more than two wins out of major gt <laughs> like seriously like let's not let's not over over uh, think it so the the championship belt is going to be a player who embodies the spirit of the event and brings a smile to kane's face um so that's going to be these are both going to be decided by me so the person who i feel not necessarily who won the event the person who wins the event still gets their award but the person who i feel really has bought into this event uh not just at the event but like i'm also saying like has put in the effort for the army, has put in the effort to learn the game system again, you know, top to bottom. And, you know, maybe it gets a little bloodthirsty along the way. Like I said, it's, it's, it's completely up to my discretion. So that's the person who's going to have the belt. Mm-hmm. And then the Brick of Shame, it's kind of like an alternate of that because I want it to be the alternate. It could still be the person who comes last place because this could be that person. But the person who did their best to embody the event but came up short um, or last. And But... You know, they, despite their bad luck, bad rolls, and ability to play this game, uh, at least has proven to get another chance to prove their worth to Kane. So, so basically, if you have circle bases on um, on movement trays, you're out. <laughs> well, for the championship <laughs> belt, probably. <Yeah>. That's the... <laughs> 
Brick of shame. Brick of shame. You have a chance, Brick though. Brick of shame. Oof. We'll see. We'll see. Like I said, suppose. it's. I'm, I'll be keeping an eye on on people. I say, hey, you know, I might just be like, hey, whoever takes the most shots in this next hour gets the brick of shame. All right. <laughs> By the way, I am taking Monday. I've decided. I've made the call. I'm taking the Monday off after this event. So that's smart. Like I said, only need four rounds. So I made like the first day or second day a little bit shorter, so everyone can get home at a reasonable hour, have dinner with their family. So yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be fun. Uh, four scenarios, uh, battle line, battle for the past, meeting engagement, and watchtower. Uh, due to the table setup we have, there's going to be some changes to deployment, nothing too major. Uh, and then there's a list of attendees for this year. Uh, I won't worry about that. I'll post this online. Um, but uh, actually, we should run for it because we can talk about the grudges, which are more exciting, actually. Mm-hmm. Do you want to run through? Just just use first names. You can just go through the list of uh, uh, players. So first up, we've got uh, first place from last year and last place from last year. That's Cole versus yours truly. No, wait, wait, um, you, you, skip, we... you skipped me. Are you? Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not. Uh, no, attendees. Do uh, the, run through the attendees first. Oh, you want the attendees? I was going to grudges. Oh, I see. I see. Um, so yes, we've got Chuck Moore, um, who is uh, To and Tay Rathy's representative. Cole McGinnigale, who is a uh, uh, first place champion belt holder. Yours truly, who is a last place brick of shame holder. Then we've got Matt Hayward, Brad College, Dave Roke, Alex Gavrilov, Mark Tarodi. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Tarodi, you got it. Yep, you. Tarodi, okay. Um, Quentin, nope, not going to try that one. Viskowski. Help me out. Okay. Um, Carl Gladys. Yep. Tom Schubert. Yep. And Bobby Hoffer. Yep. All right. Now, do we know who's playing what uh, armies? I know most of them. There's a uh, there's one possible, and then one I'm not entirely sure, but I have a good idea. So we'll go through. So, we'll, let's, we'll, we'll, let's go through the grudges, and, I, and we'll talk about the what is most likely the matchup. Okay, so I've got uh, so again Cole versus me. We've got Quentin versus Alex. Well, no, let's, let's just start you versus Cole. What are you bringing to this event? We've already alluded to I am it. bringing uh, High Elves, and I know he's bringing Corn, which yes, actually sir. are, you know, two of my favorite factions ever. So I'm going to love this no matter what. And um, I, what I'm going to say is I think you have the advantage. I think you win this game. Just you think I win the, this game? Huh? With Banner of the World Dragon, I think you win this game. Are we going to be doing odds? Are we going to be like placing bets on these before each round? Ah, we could. We could. I feel like, I feel like we should be taking slips. Yeah, right? maybe, maybe we will. Maybe we will. let's make this shit interesting you know put some skin in the game yeah all right then we've got quentin versus alex now alex uh what is he running for a fantasy army so he had two fantasy armies i remember one was skaven but i think he moved those all to rounds for age of sigmar so i think his only square based army right now is high elves as well oh wow yeah okay it's another high elf versus dark elves Okay, so we and, some dark elves. Uh, Quentin, uh, uh, this isn't favoritism, but like, you know, as people were getting into this, he was very interested in dark elves, and I had a few extra models, so I gave him a bunch of metal witch elves. Uh, mm-hmm. He started picking up his own stuff. Uh, I stumbled pro- across at a used sale, like a, a Hellebron on foot. So like, let's just say he's he's got an interesting army. It's very similar to like kind of like I would do. But he's taking slightly different turns, obviously. But uh, I, I'm curious how this is going to play out because 
Quinn's got a few games in. I'm not sure if Alex has got a test game in yet. Hopefully I can get a practice game in with Alex to give him kind of like a refresher. But uh, mm -hmm. it should be fun. Nice, nice. Um, then we've got Mark versus Matt. Now I know Matt is bringing dwarves. Yes. And then Mark is... Bretonians. Ah, he was the one you were doing the practice game with the other day. Yes, so if Matt can shoot him off before he touches him, golden. Uh, but also, it comes down to combat. Like, Matt could still hold the line pretty well with dwarves if he gets him equipped correctly, which I think he has been doing right uh, lately. Nice. So it's going to be an interesting battle. Um, but I think I think those two are probably the happiest people in the room. <laughs> Just having yeah. a blast. Oh, yeah. Well, when he when he gets to charge uh, Matt with one dice, he, he'll have a lot of fun with that. Yeah, no, that's uh, true. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> Forgot about that, Maroon. And then we got Carl versus Brad. Now, I have to believe that Brad is bringing some sort of orcs and goblins army. I, I think that's what he's doing, because I think he's got, like, a bunch of, like, snot pump wagons, snotling pump wagons. I, that's my <laughs> guess as well. Uh, that's a very Brad army. It'll still, like, somehow beat face. Oh, for sure, for sure. But like I said, it's Brad. He has a plethora, so he could bring Beastmen. I, I think he's got a whole collection. I would assume you're right, but mm -hmm. uh, Carl is Empire all the way. Okay, good. Boy, I've got a gift for him. Um, it's like if he, yeah, if he chooses it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, let's see. And then we got Chuck and Dave. So we got Dave being um, bringing the uh, Ogre Kingdoms. Yep. I'm trying to remember the fantasy names for these things now. You got it. And, you got uh, it. You're Chuck. Good. Another Dark Elf player with Chuck, right? Yeah, I, and like I said, I was originally going to bring High Elves, and I thought about making Tirathi a High Elf in the Old World, because that's my army. But like that army is kind of complete. Uh, so I decided to put her as a Dark Elf. Um, because... Can I say, now that I know that there's another Dark Elf army, I'm surprised you didn't go with some Wood Elves. I thought about that, but like I really, the thing is, like I wanted to, I, I will always bring Tirathi to this event in some form. Ah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, like sense. I said, I, I could have I could put her as an elf in any army, really, but like I chose to do dark elves. Doesn't mean it makes the most sense that way. Plus, it for does. narrative, yeah. it does. Yeah, yeah, for my narrative, it makes the most sense. Um, yeah. But like, I knew like if I really want to bring high elves, like I'm trying to learn a dark elf. Like the last practice game I had, or yeah, the last practice game I had, like I finished the game. I'm like, okay, what rules did I miss? Oh, all my rerolls on literally everything because I'm a dark elf player, and it's just like, whoops. <laughs> like I could pull out a, a high elf list and play it like the back of my hand. Even though it's the same game, the Dark Elf list, I'm like, I don't know what 1 plus 1 equals. <laughs> All right. And the last one we got is Tom and Bobby. Any guesses here as to what these two are playing? Yes. Tom's also got Ogre Kingdoms, and Bobby's got Vampire Gouts. Nice. Nice. Yeah. And nice mix here. Nice mix. Love it is. It, it is. Um, actually, and it, it's interesting because I know you mentioned the Wood Elves. Mark also has Wood Elves. He almost brought Wood Elves. He chose Bretonians because he, he's an mm -hmm. equestrian fan, but. Uh, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there's a nice mix, and like I said, there's a chance because people can change to the event of like I could switch, Mark could switch. You never know what can happen. Oof, drama. But unlikely. I bet that I bet what we just did is probably how it's going to happen. Um, Carl versus Brad. I have good chance on Carl. Me versus Dave. I still feel confident over Dave because I've at least played this game. Yeah, <laughs> you're going to destroy Dave. Yeah, Tom versus Bobby. I'm going to lean towards Tom because. He's better. He's he's the one that taught me how to play eighth edition, so he's very competitive focused. Whereas Bobby's casual. Uh, yeah. But there's going to be a shit ton of skeletons, so dice rolls can still be dice rolls. So we'll see. But yeah. Uh, yeah, depending on what happens with the next um, 
um, Soulblight Gravelords book for Age of Sigmar, that army may become a fantasy army on squares. Hmm. So, because <laughs> I cannot continually push, I don't know, uh, that many models for an Age of Sigmar game without moving without trays. trace. <laughs> yeah, throughout the entire thing. You know, once those things have to come off movement trays, I'm like, nah. <laughs> now we're good we're good guys <laughs> i'm 41 and uh, out of shape and uh my back can't handle it <laughs> it's fine but yeah that's that's going to be the tarathi invitational like i said i i you you're providing one but i have a gift wrap surprise gift for everybody i have an additional gift for everybody coming as well uh that'll be a surprise for everybody at the event um nice. and it's it's, it's kind of like the keepsake from the event i even got one for myself um because i finally remembered to get myself one i usually forget nice <laughs> but yeah I, i'm looking forward to it i i can't i honestly i can't wait for it i'm not trying to wish the month away but uh i think it's going to be the highlight of the year uh just because i'm going to be with very cool friends at a very unique place playing a fun relaxed beer and pretzels warhammer game without any stress because who cares <laughs> i literally cannot wait for this i am 16 days away Mm-hmm. And I've got a lot of hobby to put together for this. Yep. <laughs> and, hey, like I said, this is also one of the biggest Warhammer Fantasy tournaments in the country. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. There was there was one at the boys. This the the boys that happened recently. They had a fantasy tournament too, but uh, I'm not sure if we're bigger at twelve. They might have had twenty. But still, we're one of. The, I'm gonna say we're Top the biggest. Three. I'm gonna say we're the yeah. biggest, and people can fight me. Hmm? Yeah, let's do that. We're the biggest. We're the biggest fantasy tournament on the East Coast. That's right. Yeah. Get punched in the mouth. Yeah, get get fucked. <laughs> it's just a sack dagger, everything left and right. But yeah, no, I, 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 that's a, I think that's a pretty good show. We're well over an hour, which is unique for our show. But um, like I said, we we got we, we had appetizers, we had main course. I think we had a little soup in there too, talking about the uh, uh, brew hammer. That's like the little mm-hmm. soup salad combo, main course, and then a little dessert. So hope everybody's full. Um, you know, we'll obviously be back next week. Uh, I won't say same bat time, same bat channel because things happen. And but we'll definitely keep up with the weekly schedule, and it'll be episode number forty. And if you know me, I don't care about numbers, so nothing special is going to happen. Right. We're gonna just going to so, talk about uh, stuff. <laughs> so yeah, so uh, stay stormcast strong. Yeah. <laughs>